What was your first reaction when you heard the news about this story out of Calgary, out of the Calgary Flames? Well, first of all, I think it's really unfortunate. While we don't have all the evidence and all the details, if these allegations are true, I think it is a black eye for the NHL. And it speaks to possibly a larger culture of discrimination that happens behind closed doors that we don't really know about. So I think um, it was courageous to come out and to highlight the Calgary Flames coach who did uh, or possibly did have these remarks. And I think that um, in the long run, it's going to be a plus for the league because they're going to have to deal with this case. Okay, because that's the first thing that hit me is that this, this happened 10 years ago. The player involved was a 20-year-old kid. And then another a Czech player came out and said, that, again, these are all allegations that this coach that this guy, that this coach had gone after him very thoroughly and hit him a few times. So, um, when you talk about behind close, what, what, what struck me was is how does how does this go on for ten years, Valorama? Well, you know, and, and it's the tough part is because any time you do come out and you do say my coach verbally or physically abused me, there are repercussions and consequences. So people will be deterred from coming out against a coach because it might impact them further. And if you look at cases like P.K. Subban, do you think that P.K. Subban has not faced racism within his hockey career in the locker room or by coaches? He absolutely has. Did he come out and denounce and call out coaches or even players? As far as I'm concerned, he did not do that. So he understands it's a long-term game, and if he does do that, then that can have serious repercussions on his career. So this coach could have gotten away, just as Don Cherry did, gotten away for years and years and years in doing this, but no one called him out, and now he has been called out. Okay, so when we spoke off the air, when I tried, when I called you up to, to ask you to come on the air... I mentioned uh, Colin Kaepernick, and yeah. and the young man mentioned Kaepernick. He said, in no way is this anywhere as serious as Kaepernick, but the lesson I learned from Kaepernick is basically keep your mouth shut. And you said, eh, I'm not so sure about that, if, if yes. Kaepernick is worth citing on this. Yes, it's not the same thing. Colin Kaepernick did an act of civil disobedience to contest state oppression on racialized communities. It was... Kaepernick's own will and his willpower that caused this social movement. In this case, it's an individual case of, um, if you will, verbal racial abuse. And this person is standing up because he's a victim. Colin Kaepernick is not a victim. Colin Kaepernick is in a power position contesting what he sees as systemic discrimination in the police force in the United States of America. This is night and day, and I think that no coach will say this is a problem player because he stood up against a racist coach. No you know, team would be afraid of having him for fear of having fans boycott the team. This is nothing close. It's, as mentioned, it's like apple juice and apple pie. It looks like apples, but it's not the same exact content. So this player should not fear 
that no team will now sign him because he called out his coach for being racist. Colin Kaepernick has the league at its knees, and he has millions of people that are against what he did. I don't think that this is anything close to what Colin Kaepernick uh, has done in the United States of America. Well, millions against what he did, but also millions for what what he's doing. Absolutely, and that's why it's a social movement, and people are inspired by him. In this case, this is not a social movement. No one is necessarily inspired. People might applaud the courage that this player had, but I don't think that he's inspiring a generation of people to stand up against hockey coaches, and just the content is just so, so different. This is, a, as mentioned, an individual case whereby someone or coach was racist, and the player is standing up, and I applaud it, and who knows what's going to happen from it, but it's too early to put him in the same breath as um, Colin Kaepernick. For me, that's, that's night and day. Now, if during the national anthem he would have taken a knee or he would have denounced racism with hockey at large and said that the, the government and organizations were not funding black youth in hockey, and that's why the NHL is his homogenous and would have stood up to contest the fact that there's no owners of color and that players throughout uh, La Ligue Majeure du Québec and the Ontario League and all these leagues across Canada are exclusionary, then he would be in the same breath as Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is in the same breath as Muhammad Ali for standing up against injustices. This is not to that level. This is an individual case, as mentioned, and he is not contesting the systemic issue. He's dealing with an individual case and there's no social movement that is going to come from this, in my opinion. So I wouldn't put it in the same category. But one last thing, though. But, I mean, he is... This is what black people have to put up with every day. This is part of your the, the, the activism you do in Montreal, among other things. I mean, it is... It's, it, it's, it's absolutely stupid and horrible, really, to have to put up with this, right? It, it is, and and there's a way there's a way to to address it, and I think that's a different point. Is yes, many people experience um, racial profiling, social profiling, discrimination in employment, underfunding in culture, discrimination in housing. There's all forms of things. The only difference I'm making in this case is that if I was here on the air saying I was discriminated when I went into uh, a condo complex to get an apartment and I was discriminated, that's one thing. But if I come on the air and say I'm starting a social movement and I'm getting 20,000 people to sign a petition, I'm forcing a public consultation that's costing the city a million dollars, and I'm bringing 5,000 people to these consultations to participate to change policy, that is not the same thing as an individual case of discrimination. So back to the case at bar is that we have to understand the power and the movement behind it. So Colin Kaepernick, once again, it's a social movement. Yes, people have to deal with this on a basis, but Colin Kaepernick is a leader and an inspiring activist and an advocate for human rights in the U.S. And that is what's causing him to be blackballed from all teams is because he's shaking the power structure. In this particular circumstance, this person is not shaking to the extent that Colin Kaepernick is the power structure. So there's no owner who would be fearful of bringing this person on the team and unless they were just racist and didn't like this person. But 
not all black people should be identified just as black in that they don't have intersectional identity, intersectional ways of operating, just because the only commonality is that they're both considered black. But black experiences and black social movements and black um, advocacy and courage has its own characteristics. So we can't say that Colin Kaepernick is the same as him. Like snow is white and also are polar bears, but polar bears is not, are not necessarily, it's two different things. Okay. And I think that last but not least, when we see black people do certain things, it's not always equal and not always the same just because they're black. So I think that it's an oversight to look at this person and say he is like Colin Kaepernick. No, they just both happen to be black, but it's night and day, the experience, the movement, and everything, the circumstances around these cases. Thanks a lot, Balarama. I really love talking to you because I always learn something. Thank you, my friend. (laughs) It's a pleasure. Okay.